The smart TV market has existed for 15 years, but TV platform providers are still improving their interfaces. Here are four new Vizio improvements, why they matter and why changes will keep coming. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media. And today is January 26th, 2023. The first smart TV patent was issued, believe it or not, in 1994 in France. Uh, But smart TVs didn't really start to catch on and start to be delivered in quantity until 2008, 2009, that sort of time frame. Now, around about then, Roku delivered its first streaming media player. So the smart TV connected TV market has been around now for 15 years or so. So you would think by now the interface and experience for the smart TV would have stabilized, gotten predictable, more uniform. And in fact, looking at your particular device and the interface that it provides, you may think it has. But you know, it really hasn't. Uh, And today we're going to talk about why through the lens of some new enhancements Vizio has just announced for its TVs today. But first, Endscreen Media is partly supported by its sponsors. Now, don't skip ahead. I want you to listen because I think this is a good opportunity for you and your company. We've had some great sponsors in the past, including Gracenote, Verizon, TiVo, Metrological, and many others. And if you'd like to become a sponsor and help keep the lights on here, send an email to sales at endscreenmedia.com. There are many benefits, including being acknowledged in the podcast, being able to run banners on the site, and really get your name in front of an educated group of individuals such as yourself and decision makers in companies that really matter. So why don't you consider asking your marketing department if they consider supporting in screen media. Back to our main topic. So I mentioned Vizio has announced four new features for its smart TV platform this morning and uh, I am uh, recording this on the 26th of January 2023. I'm going to quickly walk through the changes and then talk about why each one makes sense from a market perspective and why we should expect the TV platforms to continue to evolve this experience of television that we have. By the way, I'm going to include pictures of the changes in the Visio interface with the posting at my site. So just head on over to endscreenmedia.com, look under the analysis tab, and it should be right at the top there. Endscreen noise, are we done with the CT with CTV experience improvements? Uh, Click on that and that's where you'll find the picture. Oh, and while you're there, if you haven't done already, why don't you sign up for the newsletter? So let's look at the Vizio changes. First, the first change is a quick menu, which gives you fast access to a select group of features of the television. And this allows you to do things very, very quickly, like adjust picture settings, pair your Bluetooth headphones for private listening, activate or disable closed captioning and subtitles, and access your full menu of in-depth settings. So it's a, it's a fast access to many of the common things that you might want to do. 
The second thing that they changed was they've introduced a Watch Free Plus mini guide. Now, Watch Free Plus is Vizio's fast linear service, lots and lots of linear channels. I think they have 260 now. And what you can do here is with one button press, you can get this mini guide, which allows you to quickly see what's going on on other channels. So you can scan up and down and then select a new channel and quickly tune to that channel without interrupting your viewing experience. It comes up on the left side so you can still continue to watch. The third change, uh, and this is actually the one I like the best, there's a recent apps bar. Now they've added a little bar in the interface which keeps the most recent apps that you've been using right there in that bar for quick access. So I'm looking forward to getting that feature. The final feature is a big redesign of the Visio mobile app. Uh, and there are lots of new features here and also lots of enhancements to existing features. So, you know, you can do voice search, you can manage your Visio apps that you have subscribed to through Visio, which you can now do. You can also search and discover content. So, so the big, big mobile redesign. So those are the four features. So let's talk about why each one of them really matters. The first one, and this is that quick menu to make quick changes that Visio introduced. And this, I think, makes a lot of sense because TV sets have become incredibly complicated. I don't know if you've stopped to think about all of the different features that have been added to the television in the last 20 years. 20 years ago, there really weren't many features in a television for you to even change. But today, there are tons. There are picture and audio modes and settings, input controls, closed captioning, audio narration, Bluetooth devices, networking, parental controls, not to mention all the stuff and settings in the smart TV interface. So there really are a ton of different features now. And if you're anything like me, you can't remember where anything is. I often find myself stumbling through the remotes to try and figure out how I changed the picture mode or turn closed captioning on. I can never remember. So a quick menu with the most popular features sounds like a great idea to me and I'm really looking forward to seeing this one. And you know, we haven't finished with changes to the TV features yet. You're going to see a lot of new settings for 4K and, and 8K, new approaches to features like director's mode and surround sound, new devices like sound bars, wireless speakers, and you're going to see uh, new networking technologies up and coming is, of course, Wi-Fi 6. All of these are going to drive changes into the television and be things that you can mess with in that interface. So I think what you're going to continue to see is changes in the way that you access the ability to set those features in a more intuitive way. The second thing is features that really target aiding discovery, improvements of discovery. And that's what Vizio's mini guide, this new Watch Plus, Watch Free Plus mini guide is aimed at doing. And let me tell you, we, the viewers, are struggling with discovery. We really need a lot of help. And unfortunately, technology is still playing second fiddle to the traditional ways we find out about new shows. Uh, in fact, I was looking at some TiVo data from Q2 2022 last year that says that the number one way 
people say that they find new TV shows is through commercials or ads that run during other TV shows. That's about 50% of people in their most recent survey said that. The other way, well, guess what? It's just word of mouth. 45, 46% of people said that that was how they found. And in fact, you have to all go down to the the fifth entry or fourth entry here before you get to the discovery feature in the television. And only 28% of people say that that's a big way that they find new things to watch. Now, I've got to tell you, this is not easy for the TV platform providers. Some services won't play ball and share the content uh, information that they need so that they can they can use that to make recommendations to their users. And no one has a complete picture of viewing habits. For example, when Netflix adds a new category of TV show, say a new reality game show or something, you know, some category that they've never done before, it has no idea which of its members will be interested in viewing that type of stuff. However, that user is probably watching game shows or whatever in other apps and other places. So Netflix doesn't know that, so it's very difficult for them to figure out which of their, their members to recommend this new show to. And TV platforms, that's things like Samsung TV+, Plus, Vizio Watch, uh, Smartwatch, uh, etc. Those TV platforms can't see what people are watching inside of the services that they use. Uh, you know, typically folks like Netflix and Hulu won't let the TV platform providers see what people are watching. And I think you can understand perfectly well why that is. All of that makes it very difficult to do discovery and make recommendations from the from the TV platform. Fast linear channels are particularly problematic. Uh, they are changing all the time. They, because they are uh, internet based, it's very easy to add channels and channel providers have embraced this and, and frequently add pop-up channels. For example, you probably noticed a whole bunch of holiday themed pop-up channels in your favorite fast linear service. And another problem is that remotes, many remotes no longer have numbers to accelerate channel access. So even if you could remember the channel number and who can these days, uh, you can't even enter those on the remote to get to that channel very quickly. So Vizio's Watch Free Plus mini guide should help users a little bit in navigating the 260 channels it provides. And there is still a very long way for us to go with search and discovery. We have new tools. So AI is clearly beginning to play a much bigger role here. Voice technology is improving to allow us to be more conversational in our approach rather than asking for a specific title. The metadata, the data about the shows and movies is also continuing to prove with lots of real time data and AI is helping out very much improve that data too. So there's going to be lots of new features, I think, aimed at improving discovery in those TV platforms. So that's going to go on, I think, for a number of years, many years to come. Number three is that the complexity of our personal TV portfolios keeps increasing. Checking on that TiVo data again from Q2 2021 and 2022, they say that the we added 
one more service to our personal portfolios to reach 9.86 TV services on average per person. That's almost 10 services a person that everybody is using. In Q2, that was split between paid services, 6.5, and free services, 2.3 or 2.4. And I've got to tell you, I'm expecting that number to go up dramatically, the number of free services we're using in the next TiVo report, which actually should be coming up here pretty soon. All of these services, it creates a nightmare when figuring out what to watch and where to find it. You know, you have so many apps now. Remembering which one has which content is virtually impossible. Going in and out of them to find it is virtually impossible. And searching the search facilities on many of the TV platforms are incomplete because they don't include some some services like um, like Netflix and, and others. Most platform providers know this and they do provide a carousel of apps that users can organize into any order they like. You can find this on LG, on Samsung, on Roku. You can organize that list of apps very easily. But come on, let's be honest. How many of us actually go in and update that when we add new apps and, and, and stop using other apps? I know I don't. Uh, and that means I'm just whizzing down that line or up and down that interface to find the app that I'm really looking for. So Vizio's latest app list could really accelerate the access in some cases. It could be really great, right? Say you were watching a show last night on Hulu and you wanted to watch the next episode. When you turn on your Vizio TV, if you go down to this app list, Hulu should be right there at the head of that list because it was the last app that you used. So I think this is a, a great help to accelerate access into the apps that really matter to people. Um, I don't think it solves all problems, but it certainly does help accelerate when you want to get to an app that you've recently used. And this is going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to be a complex market. The internet TV service market is very dynamic. The pace of change does not seem to be slowing at all. We're going to see services die. We're going to see new services arrive. We're going to see consolidation among services. So lots and lots of changes ahead. So expect features to continue to roll out to help us track it all and manage it all. And the fourth area is that sometimes this TV interface that we're using, it's just too slow. No matter how many tricks the TV platform providers pull in the interface, it's too slow and cumbersome to navigate sometimes. Very, very tedious looping through all of these apps and you know slowly scrolling through all of the content. We want to get a faster access mechanism and we do in a mobile app. Putting functions on your phone it can be a more natural and faster way to get things done. Uh, I know that when I'm using text search, the keyboard on a smartphone in a, in a remote app is a way better way of entering that text than with the TV interface and hunting and pecking up and down that on-screen keyboard. Browsing apps and recommendations is also much easier with a smartphone in your hand swiping across the interface on a remote. So there's lots of reasons why I think doing some functions on a smartphone is just much better. And it makes a lot of sense because nine in 10 of us 
have our smartphone within reach of reach while we're watching television. And so for that reason, I think that's why where every major TV provider has a smartphone app and you're going to see a lot of innovation continuing in those smartphone apps over the next months and years. Also, the other thing that you should keep in mind is watch for the app to become a much bigger part of the experience of television itself in the coming months and years. For a hint to this, you should check out a new feature YouTube added last year linking the TV and smartphone experience of YouTube. It's really quite interesting. Uh, and if you come to this posting, there's a link to a description and discussion of what that feature is right there. Okay, so that's why I think we're going to continue to see a lot of innovation in the smart TV and connected TV interface in general. And you can bet we'll continue to cover it here at Endscreen Media. If you'd like a rough transcript of this podcast, you can find one on the Endscreen Media website. Just come to the analysis page and look for the posting for this podcast. It'll be under the, as I say, on the analysis page under Endscreen Noise. Are we done with the CTV experience improvements? It should be right there at the top if you're listening to this uh, within the next week or so. And uh, very easy for you to find. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for our newsletter? This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Boys, and I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is a production of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.